Cutting through the bull in a post-truth apocalypse, lockdown edition. Again, we are locked down. We're on Skype again. I'm Ben. I'm joined over the uh, the interweb by Mike. Hello. And Claire. Hey, guys. All right, welcome back. Today's topic is, is Paul dead? <gasps> Paul McCartney. Is he, did he die and was he replaced by a lookalike? No. No? <laughs> You're not going for it. He didn't watch the YouTube videos. He didn't. They're very convincing indeed. Did you watch the guy with the 50s haircut? Strange and unusual tales. No, no, I didn't watch that guy. He was great. He was dressed like a 50s slick back sort of ruffian. Did he persuade you? (laughs) Well, just by his luck alone. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe want to go to an an ice cream parlour and beat up a nerd. Now, I watched a couple of documentaries about it, you know, a few years ago. And by the end, if you watch two in a row, you know, you're almost, you're almost convinced. Yeah. You <laughs> well, go away, you go away. No way. He does look a bit different, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, I, I do wait to be convinced. It's a possibility. Well, I'll look at the evidence and judge it. Can I be honest with you guys? God. Right. I fucking hate this Paul McCartney. Really? Yeah. I fucking hate Paul McCartney. Well, the original, the fake. Well, if, if if this is the original Paul McCartney, might have been okay, but this new guy, he's a twat. Uh, is know, it? He turns up for the open. It's like, oh, Paul McCartney available to turn up and sing "Let It Be" at the fucking oh Olympics, Queen's birthday. It's like he's like a Hey Judeogram. <laughs> he just rocks up, does three songs, fucks off. He was never my favourite at the Beatles, anyway. Oh, and obviously, no, you're a Lennon fan, aren't you, Mike? Yeah. And then George Harrison. Because he's got the best name. Ringo. (laughs) (laughs) No one likes Ringo. (laughs) (laughs) Let's save the Beatles hating for later. (laughs) First of all, thanks to new and returning listeners. And then we'll do some weird news. And and then, of course, we'll crack on with the main cut and thrust of today's topic. So, all right, Mike, do you want to give us the top listeners, please? I will. Alphen and in Ryan in Netherlands. Oh, Dutch. Mobile, Alabama. I'm not going to Brist- make any comment on the name of that town and the fact it's in Alabama. <laughs> Bristol, UK. Indoor, India. Paris, France. Little Rock, Arkansas. Toronto, Canada. Anz, Denmark. Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Flint, Michigan. Phoenix, Arizona, Stanford, La Hope, UK, Thomasville, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, Cumming, Georgia, and number Cumming. one, Telford. Yep. Yeah. Cumming, Georgia. Cumming, Georgia. Oh. Maybe a it's... few years ago. I don't know. Can't remember what her name was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a terrible joke. Sorry. Never <laughs> happened. <laughs> it was top, Mike. Telford again. Telford. Hey! Fucking hell, where's Shady Nasty? 
Didn't see him in the top 50 this week. I've got to point out that I've got a friend who's a listener that thought that Shady Nasty was a person. (laughs) And I was like, no, it's a place, mate. You know, we're reading out the places and she was like, oh, right. She goes, how how does Shady Nasty know that you're talking about them then? So I think we should attempt to say the the place. Uh, Schenectady, isn't it? Skady Nectady. (laughs) (laughs) Schenectady. Schenectady, yeah. I've got dramas next door with the kids. <laughs> oh, oh the, the perils of lockdown. Oh, yes, yeah. They're, they're trying to share an Xbox. <laughs> uh, right. Okay, well, that's going to work out well. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. It's very much appreciated. And, you know, if you are from Shenatidi and you're for some reason you're pissed off with us for them seeing the name of your town wrong all the time, it's an always sunny in Philadelphia reference. There's a, an episode where Frank dates a uh, uh, 70s black lounge singer, and she's called Sha Dynasty, but it looks like Shady, Shady Nasty. <laughs> I just, it was the first thing that sprung into my head when I realised I couldn't pronounce the name of that tone. <laughs> All power to you. All right, weird news then, I guess. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Okay. Relevant news. You remember the uh, storming of the Senate that went on? Yeah. You know, this week. And you remember the chap wearing the buffalo horns and carrying a spear? (laughs) Yeah. You couldn't miss him. You know, you couldn't, could you? His face painted up. He was, and he was wearing buffalo horns. Uh, he's been charged now. He's uh, Jacob Anthony Chansley. He's 32. He's also known as Jake Angeli. Uh, he was charged with entering a restricted building or grounds without lawful authority and with a violent entry. Was he charged for charging? Hey! hey. <laughs> he was charged for charging straight through that police barricade that miraculously moved aside. Yeah. He was head of the stampede. Oh, head of the oh. herd. <laughs> no herd immunity there. Oh. <laughs> Chansley from Arizona was taken into custody on Saturday, a Department of Justice statement confirmed. It is alleged that Chansley was identified as the man seen in media coverage who entered the Capitol building dressed in horns, a bearskin, headdress, white, red and blue face paint, shirtless and tan pants. This individual carried a spear, approximately six feet in length, with an American flag tied just below the blade. Jansley was part of the pro-Trump mob, I think mob is the right word, who laid siege to the Capitol on Wednesday while Congress was in session to certify the Electoral College votes for President-elect Joe Hairsniffer Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala. I do drugs while locking up people who do drugs, Harris. Yeah, (laughs) I'm actually really conflicted about this. On one hand, it's like it's wrong because it's a democratic vote and it's all bullshit what Trump's spewing. There's no way he won that election. On the other hand, I'm like, well, yeah, your government has been captured by corporate interests. You no longer function as a democracy. It's an oligarchy. I'm I'm surprised that it's taken this long, to be fair. I see what you mean. Obviously, the amount of money involved in US politics is basically runs foreign policy and domestic policy. Yeah, there was a Princeton study a few years ago, and it said that basically 
the bottom 90%, whatever they want will not get enacted unless the top 10% want it as well. Over the past 40 years, it's that's not a democracy, is it? Well, no, of course it isn't. Well, obviously, I don't agree with these idiots because they believe that Trump actually won the election and also they believe that Trump is actually doing them some good. When well, he's just, just... I, mean, I think that we can agree that these are not your typical Trump supporters, are they? These are the extremists, the same as the, same as the left were in, in the summer during the, the riots. What I was most disgusted with was the treatment of the, let's say, right-wing pro-Trump extremists who broke in and were taking selfies with the police and were effectively let in. I mean, I know a yeah. lot of people were, were killed, one woman, unfortunately, because there was reports of an active shooter and she was shot by mistake. Um, a policeman's died because he was hit on the head with a fire extinguisher. So well, you're, you were part of the guys preaching that blue lives matter. Now you're, you're killing the police the same as and killing them deliberately. Of course, you just got to look at the, the different approaches the police took to the BLM compared to the Trump supporters. Well, that's it. I mean, it was the BLM riots were literally a, an urban war zone and this was an occupation. Yeah. So if it's not OK for the BLM, how come it's OK for the Trump? Well, that's, that's the question he's asking, isn't it? I mean, obviously, there's police more sympathetic with that crowd, let's say. Of course they are. The police union endorsed Trump. That says it all. If I was Biden, I'd be concerned about the loyalty of my security forces. Yep. I just can't believe they got in. I know, yeah. Claire, would you say that it was like an attempted coup in a way, that they were trying to change the balance of the election and keep Trump in, or do you think it was just a protest that got out of hand? I think it's a protest that got out of hand. And turned into a coup. I I don't think anybody knew what was going on. You know, in the moment, they're just like, you know, overwhelmed, aren't they? And everybody's like, what what is sort of going on? It's only when, like, you know, someone thinks someone's got a gun and then people pull the trigger, isn't it? Yeah, it's lucky there weren't more people killed, but... Yeah. Is it the the people's fault or is it the government's fault for selling their people out in the first place and it wouldn't have happened so you're saying that this is just bad government years of bad government anti-feeling um, uh, of course which side was in it's just boiled up and trump is kind of a figurehead for it of course for the past 40 years all they've done is loot the treasury for themselves and their mates and basically persecuted the american people and Robbed them blind. So, so does that mean that Trump is is Joker, like from the movie? <laughs> He's <inadvertently laughs> become the figurehead of an, an anti-government movement. Well, the the figureheads change, don't they? You know. And... <laughs> I don't think the guy with, with the horns went in there that day and went right. Then I'm just going to sit on this president's chair or whatever and rule the place. You know, it wasn't like that, was it? Or no, they're not clever enough to sort of. <laughs> you know, think that really? far ahead. Yeah, that really overthrow. That's what I'm saying. I don't think anybody knew what was going on. It sort of maybe you know for the for the protesters got a little bit out of hand. They just got swept. Yeah. Moment. I'm even willing to give Trump the benefit of the doubt and say he didn't think it was going to get that out of hand, but he did incite them. But you know, he's got a right to say, look, my protesters, we want to protest. They got a right to protest the election. That I don't have a problem with. Obviously, it's the storming of the 
the thing. But then again, like I said before, they don't live in a democracy anyway, so I'm surprised it hasn't happened. They wouldn't have stormed Buckingham Palace, not with them, you know, the beef eater guys, would they? They'd be right out the door, right out the gates. Oh, yeah, with the halberds. Yeah. Yeah, and the um, the fact that there's always a platoon of guardsmen there because there's like some really viable shit. Yeah. And the fact it's still a fortress, yeah, that mob ain't getting there. Yeah. So you know, there's a little bit of this which is you know possibly orchestrated to a certain degree. Of course, there's, there's loads of conspiracy theories already that it was they were actually Antifa people who were dressed up. It was an Antifa false flag. So <laughs> that one spread about pretty quick. Yeah, Fox News and OAN and no oh, else. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I don't for one second think it was. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, Chansley, he's been seen at loads of protests dressed the same way. You know, he's and he's a massive um, QAnon conspiracy believer. He was photographed holding a sign that said, Q sent me. Of course, and then he would tell anyone, was, anyone would listen that Q was a government agent who wanted to take the country back from paedophiles and globalists would you like to hear his profile from backstage.com because he is an actor looking for work yeah on, he has called himself uh, Chansley this is a, a multi-dimensional or hyper-dimensional being and claims that he can see into these other higher dimensions that these entities these paedophiles these rapists these really high up people that they can almost hide in the shadows that's how he describes himself on his work profile. Well, he didn't see himself getting arrested from the higher dimensions, did he? <laughs> he did not. <laughs> I mean, I give him his due. Great look. You can't argue with the horns and the face paint, mate. <laughs> he stood out. He made himself famous. He's probably making a few quid out of this. He'll probably get his own web show. He'll definitely. Well, there's there's got to be memes about him already, haven't there? Oh, God, he's in, he's in lots and lots of memes already. He'll probably get some money out of this and, you know, get a few guest appearances doing shit. I don't know. He'll work it out. The QAnon shaman. What a Why time not? we live in, eh? <laughs> I know. What a time to be alive. <laughs> uh. Moving on? Yeah. UFO expert says clock is ticking on possible seismic revelations. Can I just ask a quick question? If you want. Right. Given the amount of uh, spiel I give at UFOs, could I be considered a UFO expert? Well, you're probably about as qualified as, uh, as him, so why not? Fantastic. Can we refer to me as UFO expert, Ben Carter? No. Oh, actually, it's Nick Pope. No, you're not. He's oh, seen not? thousands of cases... Yeah, so have I. No, he's seen cases that you haven't seen that they've shredded or burned, he said. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so no, you're not. Oh. Tough shit. A British oh. UFO expert has said the clock is ticking on new disclosures about the phenomenon that could have worldwide significance. He Ooh. said sources have told him that the Ministry of Defence is looking into sightings despite its official position and it has no interest in UFOs. Well, what a surprise there. Are you suggesting that the MOD would lie about aliens? Yeah. Why wouldn't they want to know about aliens? I don't understand. Well, that's it, yes, but of course they always say that they, we have no interest. That's their official position. We have no interest. Right. 
What happens if one's shooting you down? You got interest then? <laughs> well, yes, I'd imagine their increase would exponentially. Just a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot up. To be fair. Yeah. Might. Yeah, in March last year, the Pentagon peaked global interest in UFOs by releasing three declassified videos showing what are described as UAP. M Mr. Pope said there's momentum building up, and like the British justice system says, there's no smoke without fire. Uh, there you go. I hand it to you. We're going to get disclosure. And do you know, yeah. do you know this links to last week, you know, because I told you that the COVID relief bill that the uh, Senate we're going through with as a 180-day thing and it contains the Intelligent Authorization Act where the UFO requirement was articulated. So it says that's the release point. Interesting. In 180 days, all the UFO files apparently have to become public because, boom, it was snuck in uh, the COVID relief bill. But wait, it says the response is due within 180 days. They could just turn around and say, no, you can't have it, too sensitive. Unlucky. Or they do say you can have it, and it's all redacted. I, UFO expert Ben Carter, hope <laughs> that... Uh, I'm just saying... Sort it out. I'm just saying don't get your hopes up. Oh, uh, well. I don't well, know how many files there are, but they couldn't censor that amount of stuff in, you know, in that amount of days, I, I guess. Oh, you're joking, aren't you? They redact everything, Claire. Yeah. You see the shit that... I think I, I read somewhere there's like a million pages of redacted material a year that we aren't allowed to see worldwide from our governments. Crazy, isn't it? Yep. Oh, man, I'd love to get into them files. Oh, that's why they hated Assange, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. And Gary McKinnon. Fair play, if he was. Could be some perks, eh? No, nah, man, UFOs, I... I... Come on, when the Pentagon released that stuff, that's got to prove it, hasn't it? It's possible, but they haven't got a great history of being very sort of open, have they? So, who knows? Oh, man, well, fuck them. Release it all. They should. So I can find any proofs. Have they? What have they got to lose? It's not like oh. we're overrun with aliens, is it? That we, know we don't know, do we? <laughs> they could be already, man. They could. Could be, and then we all start freaking out. Could be like it V. Could be. And this virus an is an alien virus. Covid's an alien virus, and then we'd Maybe. all. Could be. Halt. And then it'd be war against like humans against aliens. Yeah. Like, ah, who's the who's the aliens? They're sort of you know the shape. I doubt it's an alien virus though, because an alien virus probably wouldn't be able to cope with our mechanisms and our structure and we'll probably just die but it could be a man-made virus planted by the aliens whoa 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 the martians die of the common cold in all the worlds my friend yeah i know but when studying this covid we've discovered you know i've learned more about how viruses transmit from animal to human and it doesn't happen that often does it it's like once every hundred years or once every 20 years so well, like anyway, you've been studying COVID, have you? You had samples in the flat. You've got your little white coat on, looking at it through microscopes, adding grips of stuff into it. Uh, <laughs> Kit for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my first virologist kit for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Comes with white coat and goggles. 
Yeah, you're fucking jealous, aren't you? I'm jealous of all you. Socks. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty pairs of socks. Twenty pairs of socks. I did, honestly. Your socks did have holes in them. Yeah, all my socks had holes in them. I know, but they were still. There you go. So, twenty pairs of socks is exactly what you needed. Uh, to last well, you through to next year, and you get another 20 more. <laughs> I thought I thought I've got toxic feet. I wear boots all the time, don't I? Work and walking, so, you know. All right, let's move on away from your feet. <laughs> oh, you <scat laughs> yeah, feet. smell them from here, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Denmark launches a children's uh, TV show about a man with a giant penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've gone silent. Let me guess, Ben, they based it on your life, did they? <laughs> Who did you guess? Yeah, I was waiting for it. <laughs> so, John Dillamand has an extraordinary penis. So instru- that's a, that's extraordinary, in fact. Is it? It's an alias, yeah. That it can... Uh, perform rescue operations, etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream from children. That's, That's a lie. That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> right. The Danish equivalent of the BBC, like DR, has a new animated series aimed at four to eight-year-olds about John Dillamand, the man with the world's longest penis, who overcomes hardships and challenges with his record-breaking genitals. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, the series has provoked debate about what good children's television should and should not contain. And since premiering on Saturday, opponents have condemned the idea of a man who cannot control his penis. <laughs> That's every man, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so a, a Danish author says, is this really the message we want to send to our children while we are in the middle of a huge Me Too wave? Hashtag so, Me Too. Ah, <laughs> uh, Ben. Ah, <laughs> uh, So Christian Groves, an associate professor of gender research at Roskilde University, said he believed the programmer's celebration of the power of the male genitalia could only set equality back. Oh, no. It's perpetuating the standard idea of a patriarchal society and normalised locker room culture. (laughs) Grab him by the pussy, that's what I say. (laughs) What'd you say, Mike, sir? (laughs) Locker room culture. Oh, grandmother pussy, is that what you said? (laughs) (laughs) See, the thing is, though, I mean, even though this man has a giant, uncontrollable penis, right, every man jokes about his dick. I'm sorry, no, it doesn't, you know, I don't see how that's going to bring on locker room culture, and clearly, I'm not putting out fires with it, I'm not, you know, saving people with it, I'm certainly not stealing children's ice cream with it. But we're not really in a place to judge, we haven't got kids, Claire, you have, what do you think? I don't think I'd let my boys watch it because they might want to get their dinglings out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to encourage it, you know. No, it's not. No, I don't think it's good. And a lot of women and women protesters are saying, you know, it's not good for society. Mm. And, yeah. I'd probably agree with you then. I'd defer to your 
Yeah, I used to point out if you're ever in Denmark, Danish slang for penis is Dilla. Dilla. Dilla man literally means penis man. So if you're having an argument with a Danish guy outside a pub, you can shout Dilla man at him and try and insult him. And Johnny's nickname for penis as well. And what, sorry? Johnny's. Is it? John, John Thomas, isn't Danish. It? You're John Thomas. Yeah, my guys, I'm in Daneland. Denmark. Yeah. Maybe the same over there, who knows? I think just stick to what I told you, rather than just taking a gamble and trying to sort of Danish man. But technically, it's penis, penis man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, upwards and upwards. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then. So, Paul is dead. Or well, that's what the conspiracy would tell us. Mike, you're immediately off the fence. Bear, you're um, kind of uh, believing it a little bit. And I'm sort of in the middle. I think some of the some of the symbolism was quite interesting. But mm-hmm. I also know the Beatles are pranksters. Yeah. Uh, they played up to it. Who knows? But anyway, let's start with a quote by... Paul McCartney, allegedly Paul McCartney. He said, I'm alive and well and concerned about the rumours of my death, but if I were dead, I would be the last to know. Mm. So, ever since 1967, rumours of McCartney's death have been greatly exaggerated, apparently. And the singer has had to deal with a continuous fascination with the conspiracy theory that the Beatles lost one of their principal songwriters during the band's creative peak in a tragic car accident. Instead of grieving and dealing with the loss of a band member, the band went into hiding for a couple of days, meditated on the prospect, and decided the only way to move forward was to get the winner of a Paul McCartney lookalike contest, (laughs) in which Mr. William Campbell, who no one can trace, or also known as Billy Shears, uh, was hired to take Paul's place forever. Let me point out, Mike, this car was mangled by, you know, head-on into a lamppost. Right. Yeah. Right. And Paul McCartney was definitely in that car. There's, there's absolute empirical evidence to suggest that he was in that car, yeah? Well, on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just showed a mangled car. But it was a car. <laughs> well... Let's well, let's get into okay. it. <laughs> Not a good start. Stop, doesn't stop the curiosity, though. Obviously, the Beatles are global superstars, but the Beatlemania had meant that every column inch that could be devoted to the band was literally done so. And it's something that you still see today. Anything involving the Beatles is still freaking top news, isn't it? Now, how many fans have the Beatles got worldwide? I don't know, hundreds of millions, I'd imagine. <laughs> hundreds of millions of fans, fanatics. They know the band inside out. How many of them are coming out and saying that he's not the real Paul McCartney? Well, they've all been conned, haven't they? <laughs> By fall, yeah. By fall? Because he's Barry Shears. Billy Shears, sorry, Billy Shears. And he's, he's the winner of Paul McCartney Lookalike Contest that the Beatles then took in and trained to sing and play like Paul McCartney. Mm. Okay. It's a likely story. I think so. Why not? <laughs> All it needs is an 80s training montage. It nah. certainly hadn't been invented at this point. But still, 
This will be a 60s training montage. So, the rumours are Paul McCartney died on Wednesday, the November 9th, 1966. The story going that he stormed out of a session with the Beatles working on their album and ironically, McCartney's masterpiece, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, got into his Austin Healy, floored it, went off into the night and was killed in a car crash. Some even saying he was gruesomely beheaded during the crash. What was the date of his death? November 9th, 1966. Two right. sixes and two nines, turn the nines upside down, you got six, 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 and another six. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> No Satan's involved. You're all down with it, are you? <laughs> now that I've done the gematria... <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, the what? That's what they call it, isn't it? Gematria or something like that. What's that, then? Using numbers and that to predict things and events. Numbers cult. Oh, that was just numerology. 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 Or number wang. <laughs> Right. Okay, Mike. Well, if it's you say it's six 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 or six 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 six, <laughs> so yeah. And I, and I did six for added evil. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great though? The lookalike could not only sing like McCartney, look like McCartney, he could also write songs like him too. According to his wife, fuck like McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, did you watch a really skeptical video on this, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you to be so much off the fence <laughs> I'm trying not to be go on <laughs> this is me trying <laughs> while McCartney was not in the country during this time he was then holidaying with his then girlfriend Jane Asher there might have been some accidental muddling of facts which may have led to rumours starting the spread he was somewhat involved in two different car accidents which bookend the proposed accident. So when they're saying this happened, he'd actually had an accident before and an accident after. One saw the singer scar his lip, which apparently is why he grew the moustache for Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club's band. Is the scar still there? I think, I, I assume so. I think so. I don't remember seeing a scar on his lip. Well, that's because obviously, Mike, he's been replaced by Billy Shears, isn't it? <laughs> Of course. It did, however, prompt a Beatles newsletter run by fans to deny claims that McCartney had died, written under the title headed False Rumours. It reads, the 7th of January was very icy with dangerous conditions on the M1 motorway, linking the Midlands and London. And towards the end of the day, a rumour swept London that Paul McCartney had been killed in a car crash on the M1. Uh, but of course, there was absolutely no truth in it at all. As the Beatles press officer found out when he telephoned Paul St. Wood, John's Wood home and was answered by Paul himself. So that's like one strange little rumour before. And then you get on September 17th, this rumour was given any credibility when on the Times Delphic campus newspaper for Drake University in uh, Iowa, a guy called Tim Harper wrote a piece saying that Paul was dead. And cited his sources, a friend by the name of D'Artagnan Brown. things <laughs> he called of it, heard of it from some time he spent on the West Coast as a musician. D'Artagnan? But for some reason, among students, this goes nuts. Because they're all massive Beatles fans. 
This is coming from a university newspaper. All the students go nuts about it. And it perpetuates from there. Yeah, it perpetuates from there. Then gets onto a, a radio station in Michigan. Right. And this guy rings up by the name of Tom and says uh, he pointed the, the, the DJ called Russell Gibbs towards a song called Revolution 9 and told him to play it backwards. Gibbs said he should have brushed the kid off. So he did it and heard the words number nine, number nine, turned to something different. When it spun it backwards, it said, turn me on, dead man, turn me on, dead man. And he freaked out, apparently, is, is his words. Oh. Right, so you get some, some weird subliminal messaging. Because part of the theory of this is that the band felt so guilty about the argument that they'd had about creative differences. That's why Paul had sped off in a, in a huff, crashed into the lamppost, and killed himself. And, they all and so they thought this. to cherish the memory of their dear, beloved friend, they'd just replace him with a fake. <laughs> replace him with a fake. Apparently, right, I also heard a rumour doing my research on YouTube, which seems to be enough for a lot of conspiracy theorists. MI5 asked the Beatles to do this because it would literally cause a massive spate in suicides amongst the teenage population. As if MI5 are fucking bothered. It, you know, it demoralised the nation. It's the 60s, the Cold War. Good. Um, can't have Paul McCartney died or demoralise the teens. Good, that's what they want to do. Demoralise people are easy to control. I learnt that from Never Ending Story. <laughs> <laughs> you want to ask you if what the fuck he's on about, or should I? <laughs> Is that what you took away from the never-ending story, Michael? Yeah, that's what the thickness is. It's mankind's despair. <laughs> Jesus, you're a happy kid, Mike. And the wolf says, you know, I'm on the side of the nothing. He says, because they're the ones with the power. Demoralised people are easy to control. Yeah, but it all reappears because everyone has happy thoughts again. Ah, it only reappears in Sebastian's mind, I think. Right. Right. Well, whatever. I don't, I haven't seen that movie in fucking years. I can't remember it. Anyway, well, I'm telling you, it's deep as deep as shit, man. <laughs> Only you could take the never-ending story and turn it into some dark, depressing message about the futility of existence, Mike. But he does say it in a script. It's hard not to take anything else. It's not exactly <laughs> subtle. Oh. Can just I the horse. Oh, that, that bit is. It's still got me now. <laughs> and I watched it the night with my Spanish friend because she'd never seen it. Oh. Yeah, it still cut me up. It's still rough, man. Watching that fucking horse sink in the mud. Jeez. I don't want to hear about the horse sinking <laughs> in the mud. <laughs> What's worse, yeah? You see it sinking and then it cuts away and then it just shows you the mud lake and just a few bubbles bubbling to the <laughs> surface. You're like, oh, fuck it out. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Fuck off. No. <laughs> Can I continue with fall? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Mike just makes me go suicidal. Yeah. Now, there are apparently clues, although that while the Beatles were happy to cover up the death of their friend and bandmate to preserve the unstoppable success of the bad boy, their conscience encouraged them to leave clues through their music. 
It has led to nearly every single song the band ever made from 1966 onwards being meticulously poured over for clues. And on top of that, as many people will tell you, if you're looking for connections, you'll probably find some. You know, if you really yeah. want to find something, you'll find it, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, the number of clues the band supposedly left behind would suggest that if the rumour were to be true, they weren't very concerned with keeping it concealed, as suggested. So, we'll run through um, some of them. Anyway, uh, in the music, there are the opening words of Got to get you into my life, which state, I was alone, I took a ride, I didn't know what I would find there. Next up, the line, you didn't notice the lights had changed. And <laughs> from a and on top of that, opening line of, she's leaving home, which supposedly highlighted the moment of the accident, Wednesday morning at five o'clock as the day begins, while... Lady Madonna reflects on the supposition of the media with a line, Wednesday morning papers didn't come. <laughs> so this is if you're li listening to it backwards. No, this is if you listen to it. These are lyrical clues. So I was alone, I took a ride. I didn't know what I would find there. Saying like I was alone, I stormed off, I took a ride, I died. Uh, I didn't know the difference between red, green and amber. Therefore, I didn't dead. notice the lights. He didn't know the lights. He the lights had changed and something hit him. Wednesday morning, five o'clock, supposedly is the date of the accident. The date of the accident falling on a Wednesday mm -hmm. in 1966. Devil's yeah. Day. The, the, the Lady Madonna, <laughs> Wednesday morning, papers didn't come. Papers didn't come because it was all covered up. Oh. At the end of the classic song, Strawberry Fields Forever, uh, Lennon can be heard muttering the words cranberry sauce, which are interpreted, I think, backwards as I buried Paul. Oh, for fuck's sake. A few more notes come with the phrase, bury my body and Owen Timely Death, which appeared on the end of I Am the Walrus. Oh, because well, that song means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Muttering in the background near the end of the song, I'm so tired. John Lennon is heard saying, Monsieur, 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 uh, or Monsieur, 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 how about another one? How about another one? When the song is played backwards, it is now heard as the you now iconic line, Paul is dead, man, miss him, miss him. So, of course, uh, on Revolution 9, there's the aforementioned phrase, turn me on dead, man, when played backwards. But it also includes the sound of a car crash and explosion. Other lines from songs inside the Beatles have also added the conspiracy. Ringo's song, Don't Pass Me By, apparently making a reference to the accident as well. I'm sorry that I doubted you. I was so unfair. You were in a car crash and you lost your hair. The lyrics, <laughs> the lyrics to Ringo, though. Oh, there's your favourite, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> Great lyrics. It's classic there. <laughs> well, it's the lost his hair is a reference reference to where uh, he was either beheaded or scalped in this accident. So, kind of does fit in. Well, a bit of a difference in beheading and scalping. A little bit. So you <laughs> what happened to Paul McCartney? He's been in a car crash. What happened? He was either beheaded or scalped. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, it's only six inches difference, and you know that 
of all people that six inches can make a lot of difference. (laughs) 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 An obligatory dick joke. (laughs) The clues weren't just centred on the music, though. In countless images, many people have speculated that McCartney's ear shape has changed. Using photographic evidence, they've examined his ears and decided that Billy Sears has got slightly different ears to Paul McCartney. Yeah. Like plastic surgery, couldn't he? He was, yes, that's it. I think the bad thing is that was he given plastic surgery as well? Who knows? Okay, so the album covers. Now, on Sgt. Pepper, which is ironically McCartney's masterpiece, apparently, the album cover consists of flowers, which are supposed to symbolise McCartney's left-handed bass. It is a bass. It is facing to the left. McCartney was the only left-handed member of the band. At the bottom of the image, the Hindu god Shiva, the destroyer, is pointing at McCartney. And also, all the other, the three other band members are facing towards McCartney in the middle, middle suggesting that McCartney is dead and they are the pallbearers. Right. Anyone going for that? Well, you can interpret these things anyway, can't you, I guess? Now, on the back of the album, where the song listing is, listing is, uh, the lyrics, sorry, George Harrison is pointing towards the previous mentioned lyrics of Wednesday morning at five o'clock. If you put them, uh, uh, so saying the papers didn't come, he's, he's, he's literally pointing at that. Yeah. On the album cover. And if you put a mirror down the centre of the Sgt. Pepper bass drum, where it says Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, you will get the phrase I1 and then Roman numeral X, the Roman numeral for nine, and he die, which is interpreted as 11 9, he die as a reference to the date of the accident. Ooh. No. No. <laughs> No. Uh, conspiracy theorists building an arsenal of information nuances continued over to the Magical Mystery Tour record, which showed the word Beatles written in stars, which, if held up to a mirror, apparently gave you the number of a London mortuary. Now, some people say that if you call that number, you can speak to Billy Shears himself. Have <laughs> 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 you got the number then? I have not got the number, no. It's an oh. American number. It goes straight to his mobile, does it? I don't know. But apparently you're going to take it to a London mortuary or to Billy Shears himself. <laughs> that would have been worth a call. Just asking for Billy Shears. <laughs> yeah, shame we haven't got any budget whatsoever for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of the mobile phones, I'm on mine and I can't call on anything else in the house. <laughs> In a sequence from I Am the Warrus, the image shows Ringo's drum head apparently saying, Love the three Beatles, while next to the kit are McCartney's boots, covered in what appear to be bloodstains. Building on that, there's another image of McCartney with a black flower in his lapel, and one with him bearing a crack in his head, also added fuel to the fire. It's all spurious, though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just interpretations of things. No, Mike, they're trying to tell us that Paul's dead. <laughs> symbolism is just, I mean, because they know that if they had said Paul was dead, my God, the entire country would have just gone downhill overnight. Yeah, everything would have crashed. It would everything. have. Nah, fuck would it. In the Cold War, only being kept up by the Beatles 
lively pop tunes. <laughs> every bus and every car would have crashed into each other. It would have just been mayhem. Yeah, every teenage girl aged 14 to 17 would have killed herself. Well, we didn't get these mass suicides and things when Elvis died or Michael Jackson or but whoever. This is the Beatles, Mike. Elvis had got fat as well. Exactly. <laughs> this is Paul in his prime. He's prime Paul. He's All right, but, a dick. Buddy yes. Ollie then. Buddy Ollie. He was as big as the Beatles at the time. John Beatles the biggest things. He's bigger than Jesus, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Beatles were bigger than Buddy Holly. Yeah. There was four of them. Yeah. Exactly. You had four Buddy Hollies in that band. <laughs> the Beatles albums, Abbey Road, hit the shelves. And, of course, the iconic artwork for Abbey Road where they're walking across the street. Okay, there's a few things with this. So, the shop represents a funeral procession. McCartney is barefoot. He's a corpse. He's third in line. Lennon is in white. as the priest. Ringo Starr in a black suit acting as The Undertaker and George Harrison following behind dressed in denims dressed as a gravedigger. Symbolism there, you see? Woke up that morning, they were like, oh, get dressed, we've got the, the, the shoot. That, that's what they come out in. <laughs> Lennon's in a white suit, so he, he's apparently, he's leading the procession. Yeah, the and the one's like, I thought it was dressy smart. The like, and Ringo starts like, well, I only did what John told me to do. I wore a suit. And then McCartney's like, well, I wore a suit, but I forgot my shoes. <laughs> and Ringo, and, and then Ringo's at the back, like, oh, yeah, I'm the great. And George Harrison's at the back. And because he's a scruffy hippie still at this point, he's like, oh, I'm just in my denim shirt and jeans, boys. I thought it was casual. I thought it was smart cash. <laughs> Yeah, let's just get it done. Come on, everybody. Look like walking. <laughs> Paul McCartney actually had to give a press conference. He was living in Scotland when this resurfaced. He was living on a farm in Linda. Beatles had packed in touring, you see. They were only doing albums. And a couple of Time magazine, Life magazines, sorry, journalists, basically snuck onto his farm. And McCartney like, drove them off bare-chested, shouting obscenities at them. Uh. And they were taking pictures of him. It was ace. And then uh, he, he realised he may come out a little bit unfavourably, so he said, look, I'll give you a full interview and everything you want, just give me the negatives to the originals, to the original uh, encounter we had, and they agree. Is this the original Paul McCartney or the fake one now? I'm losing track. Well, this at this point would be the fake Paul McCartney. He wanted the pictures back because he had... He was naked and it wasn't his cock. <laughs> well, I don't know if everyone knows what Paul McCartney's dick looks like. <laughs> and he wasn't naked, he was half naked, a waist up. All right, and his balls look different. <laughs> they get a towel on. <laughs> Someone didn't spot the difference. No. Hey, some groupers would know what his cock looked like. <laughs> Well, this is when George Harrison was disparaging the ideas, later stating the uh, rumours are too stupid to bother denying. If there was a slew of hits on groupies over the years, then I might buy it. Okay, <laughs> all right. In a 1970 interview with Rolling Stone, Lennon was more firm when he beat down the rumours. He said, I don't know where that started, it was so balmy. I don't know, you know about it as much as me. 
no, that was it was bullshit. The whole thing was made up. Fifty years on, the actual argument anyone could replace McCartney at the time in at that time in their career seems a little null and void. You do think that all right, I'll let's let's look at it a little bit more skeptically, as Mike has, has hinted at. The amount of people that you'd have to keep quiet would be unreal. Yeah. Was his parents alive at the time? Has he got any brothers or sisters, close friends from childhood? This is it. <laughs> you think they would? They won't they go were... pretend it's porn. Yeah. Don't and nobody is... Your son is dead, but this is also your son now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everybody seems happy with that. No one's broke ranks over the years and said that. Nope. No, no. And that's why the Beatles have been killed off. That's why McCartney's going to rape them all. Mm-hmm. I think it's more likely to be some sort of publicity sort of stunt where they're, you know, they put that rumour out there just to, you know, with the college lot and it just gets, you know, gets yeah. people talking, you know. We'll put cryptic symbols on the album cover, man. Well, they wouldn't, or, or they might not have been, they might have just been, you know, that's just what they put on it and then people are reading into it. Could be that. Oh, I do believe that everything, like in a music video and album cover, is there, you know, on purpose. You know what I mean? It's very rare. It's just an accident or something. We just think of it, though. The real Paul McCartney was shit compared to this guy if he was replaced. Really serious as a fucking musical genius, wasn't he? The real Paul McCartney was a bag of shit. Maybe he was in a band in the 60s called The Sheeples or something. This And, you know, it could have gone either way, but the Beatles made it and the Sheeples didn't. <laughs> the sheeples. <laughs> they wear sheep heads on. That's a good name for a band, you... actually. You need copyright that. <laughs> <laughs> the sheeples. Yeah. Full uh, McCartney yeah. and the sheeples. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather it was Billy Shears and the sheeples. Ah, uh, yeah. Billy Shears as well. Shearing the sheep in it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so you got to put in there too, hey? Eh? Um, <laughs> we'll do sheep-related Beatles songs. <laughs> hey, Karen. No, that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just what he turns up to sing at every public event. All right, Claire, wh- wh- what are you going for, Claire? I'm, go- I'm going for, yeah, like I said before, um, it was just put out there. With, with people, like, it's a bit of a conspiracy. Everybody's, you know, taking a lot of drugs and chat and shit. Yeah. Out of hand, don't they? And it might not have even been started by them, but they picked up on the rumour and then played on it. Yeah. done that way. Well, I want to believe it. And I'll tell you why. Because I hate this version of Paul McCartney. As I said earlier at the start, Mm-hmm. I despise Paul McCartney. Ah, so you, so right. you wouldn't enjoy Billy Shears and the Sheeple then? So I wouldn't enjoy Billy Shears and the Sheeple. Right? But I'll give Billy Shears his due. He's a hell of a musician. But I think he's also a massive dick. I think the original Paul McCartney was a nice guy. Just a sad thing that Billy Shears, as well as being a musical genius, you know, he's also a massive tit. Do you think any of the other band members are thinking that it's like their third gig together or something? They're thinking, oh, Christ, I wish Paul had died. This guy's a cunt. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's like, yeah, all right, he's, 
you know, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club is a fucking masterpiece, but my God, Billy Shears is a cunt. Uh, <laughs> That's what it is. You're right, Paul. You're right. How's it going? Oh, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you're a shadow of the man Paul was, but a better musician. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I want to believe it. I'm a firm believer in Shakespeare's quote, the world's a stage and we're all actors, but I don't think it goes that far. No, uh, well, I mean, it probably is rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> probably, yeah. But I want to believe it. Because that, for my reasons, I hate Billy Shears and I think Paul McCartney was all right. Nah, like I said, you got fans, Beatles fans that know the band inside out, you know, and not enough people are coming out and saying it, are they? So, nah, it's bullshit. Yeah, and at that age, his mom and, and dad would have been. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then the royalty checks keep coming, Claire. You can buy them off. It's like, oh, well, this won't make up for the loss of our son, Paul, but, you know, these, these hundreds of millions over the next 10 years might. Mm. might help. And then. But then you've got, what about Billy Shears, family and friends? They're going to be like, where's Billy gone? Well, you've seen him for months. Top of the Cabbage driving in Austin Ely. And they're like, oh, let's stick, let's stick on top of the pops. Beatles are on. There's our Billy. There's our fucking Billy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he Billy didn't Shears get was an orphan. By aliens. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure if Billy Shears was an orphan. 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 <laughs> All right, then was some other orphans that know him were watching the television and go, look, it's Billy Shears. I knew him from the orphanage. I always used to say Billy was a spitter, George, of uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah, but this band of shit, I prefer Billy Shears and the Sheeple. (laughs) 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 Let's pitch that to Alex Jones. Could you? I think we should. He'd love that. Ah, so, all right. I think that sums it up. We'll finish the show on some weird news. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. This is awesome. Special SAS unit has been trained to respond to an alien invasion of Earth. Uh. Oh, I'm just going, I've got a semi. An elite unit of around 20 SAS soldiers is being trained to tackle a range of alternative threats, including the possibility of contact with extraterrestrials. At least we're prepared. This is it. They're also trained to use non-lethal weapons against a variety of potential threats, including aliens. How? They don't know how the, the alien is physiology is going to respond to the weapon, surely? Everyone responds to the brown note, Mike. Ah... Uh... You fire that off, everyone will shit themselves. Bullets might be non-lethal to aliens. Oh, there you go, then. We'll spray them with friendly bullets. Uh, what about cattle prod type things? That too. Yeah. I could make him shit themselves as well. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. A source told us the SAS has to be prepared for anything and any threat. That includes everything from terrorists to human bioweapons, where someone has deliberately been infected with a deadly bug all the way through to an alien life form. I know it sounds bonkers, but the SAS trained for capture missions for every threat. 
even using a, a, a spraying foam which covers a target and hardens rapidly, preventing them from moving. <laughs> you think they do first aid as well? Yeah. Alien first aid. They just get a little alien he- I, Annie out. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> alien Annie. <laughs> you've, got to put, you've got to put your fingers up four of her no- nostrils. Open <laughs> 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 <through> this trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to cover its other mouth with your hand. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way, Alien Annie also breathes to her anus, so you need to plug that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Alien First Aid kit comes with a butt plug, it's okay. Looking <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, great. <laughs> to keep it a locking key because of horny employees. <laughs> Oh man, in 2018 it emerged that British defence experts spent 50 years trying to catch a UFO so they could use the technology to build new super weapons. Declassified files showed that the government feared China or the Soviet Union had impounded a UFO and were using it secret to develop super fast warplanes. There you go. There's a race. Who can get the alien tech first? I thought we'd want to um, leave our solar system if, if we got super fast planes. See what's about. We've got to establish supremacy on the Earth first. There's not a lot about, though, Claire, within, within distance. The nearest stars would take you 40,000 years by our method of transport now. So unless it's, like, super, super advanced... Which it could be. It could be wormhole tech. Could be. It could be faster than light travel. Could be. Why did Randy Kramer? There's a base on Mars. We're fighting insectoids. We can go faster than light. Einstein Einstein was wrong. He made a mistake. We know what that mistake is. We corrected it. We've got the alien tech. We've got their elements. Boom, we're off. It could could be, yeah. Before you know it, we're getting 45-year-old men and the to, to fight a, uh, an alien war and we've grown from a test tube <laughs> what can you say Captain America in space basically Randy Kramer check it out it's hilarious sorry um, <laughs> go on Mike sir. did we do an episode on that yeah we did yeah it's in the Solar Warden episode I think ah is it yeah yeah cool yeah go check it out Back in the day, that one. Go well, on. I suppose... Two years ago. <laughs> it was a couple of years ago now. Yeah, it was an old one, that, yeah. I'm not sure you can say back in the day until it's over, at least over five years. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so used to saying it in our everyday life now, or back in the day. We've got to that age, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a flat cap. <laughs> and I'm wearing slippers. I'm and wearing Claire, slippers as well. And Claire smoking a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> and Gaz is probably on his crack pipe, so <laughs> I don't know, I wouldn't like to say. Oh, I'm joking if you're listening, Gaz. 
I thought Gaz only smoked crack from a light bulb anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd establish that. I don't know. Sorry, Gaz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So, like your article then, mate? Yeah. So we just wrap up. Do you think it's a good idea? The SAS? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, Makes sense, doesn't it? If it's a possibility. You know, yeah, absolutely. You've got the best storage in the country, possibly the world. 20 of them trying to deal with anything. Take down alien. I'd love to see E.T. get hit by rubber bullets. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be amazing. (laughs) Notice how I said rubber bullets are not real bullets. You know, yeah, sure we don't ru- rubber bullets are no good against a xenomorph. No, no, they're not. Well, at that point, we'll realize a mistake and switch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, awesome, Claire. What do you think? Well, I think it's it's a good idea to be prepared. Sure, you never know what's coming around the corner or from the sky. Exactly. Would you ever try to the SES, Claire, if the if the Navy worked out? I mean, you you'd have been entitled to if, after a few years. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you could apply if you wanted to. Is anyone can apply? It's just you've got to obviously get yourself into that sort of level of fitness before you do the selection. No, I can't see me doing that. Couldn't see oh, me doing that back then when I did try out for the Navy. I always sort of thought to myself, oh, yeah, look, I'd have, I'd have like, a go, and then I'd just go, yeah, at least I could say, yeah, I tried. <laughs> I know I wouldn't get through. Yeah, mm. I tried. It lasted three days. That was enough. <laughs> mm. No, never bothered. All right, then. Next one. Next up, world's unluckiest burglars arrested after calling police by accident. Fucking hell. They called the police themselves? Yep. Staffordshire police arrested two men on suspicion of burglary after one sits on phone and dials 999. It was a butt dial. <laughs> How the fuck do you get a butt dial in this day and age? And why did they just turn up there? Why didn't they just put the phone down when they couldn't really hear anything? It's not like he was like burgling the house going, right then, let's look through these drawers. I'm burgling the house. I'm burgling this house. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get into it then. Officers said... <laughs> they you list- burgle that, you burgle that, and I'll burgle this here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One slightly American, he's like, let's burglarise it. <laughs> oh, God, that does my tits in, burglarise. Unfortunately, that's what happened. Officers said they listened into the call as the men carried out the burglary could even hear their colleagues arrive to make the arrests. So they were actually talking about the burglary as they were doing it. <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear you steal this I'll grab that oh fucking hell that is unlucky nah just a bit I didn't know you could still dial 999 if you're sat on your phone I don't know I mean I've got facial recognition I might to unlock mine and... what the fuck are they sitting down for isn't this sort of like a bit of a you know well, maybe that guy's arse maybe that guy's arse looks like his face <laughs> 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 so what you're saying this arse faced man sat down to have a cup of tea and butt dialed it's a tale as old as time <laughs> <laughs> the arse faced man sits down butt dials 
and it recognises him as his, his face. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> and then, of course, he's like, no, you steal that, Barry. You steal that, Larry. <laughs> yeah, OK. Well, uh, fucking idiot. Uh, They've been sentenced to 26 weeks in prison. No, pleading Brian. guilty. Well, they were caught red-handed, weren't they? Really? <laughs> they were caught red-cheeked. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Oh man. They've gone arse over arse face on this one. Oh. <laughs> I've got the last uh, story, and would you believe it that Mars has got a grander canyon than the than the Earth? Does that mean that some Trump supporters are going to try and storm it to prove that their Grand Canyon's better? <laughs> what, Mars? On Mars. Mars. Is... Yeah. <laughs> it's a possibility. Hmm. So new NASA images reveal the depths of the solar system's largest gorge. So the Grand Canyon in Arizona is one of the most awe-inspiring sites on the Earth, but it's merely a scratch compared to the Mars equivalent in um, new images reveal. Um, it's known as the Valley of Marinius. Marineris, I think it's pronounced. Valles Marineris. Valles Marineris. This system of deep canyons runs more than 2,500 miles along the the Martian equator, spinning nearly, spanning nearly a quarter of the planet's circumference. Wow. That is a pretty big gash. Well, yeah, it goes on to say this gash. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest gash. It's not as big as your mum's, though, is it? Hey, <laughs> you know she listens to mine, so kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh, gash in the bedrock of Mars is nearly ten times as long as Earth's Grand Canyon and three times deeper making it the largest canyon in the solar system. And wow. Yeah. That is seriously fucking immense. It is, isn't it? Two and a half thousand miles along the equator. It's sort of a weak spot in the planet, isn't it? Yeah. Makes you wonder what it's been, you know, what it's, uh, what's caused those, isn't it? Well, Earthquakes, I think. Earthquakes, I think. Well, yeah, but you have to be careful where you put your fucking Martian base, aren't you? Because you don't want it near that thing. No, no, no. Mars is geoactively dead now. Well, so the, we think. Well, well we the, know. The scientists are saying it wasn't caused by water because it's too hot and dry. Mm. And there wasn't, you know, enough enough rivers large enough to, you know, slash through the crust. Hang on. Slash through the crust. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it like that. Sorry, Claire. Okay. <laughs> and they're saying that it's linked with the largest volcano in the solar system. Is that Olympus Mons? It is. It is. Mm, yeah, I think it's earthquakes and volcanoes, yeah. When it, when it was geoactive, when it isn't anymore. What about the face on Mars? When... Oh, that's aliens. <laughs> Told you. Uh, you seen that? I, I've seen a YouTube video about that. I have. <laughs> you have an alien monument, or just bad cameras? I, I'm, I'm thinking shadows, and you know. Yeah, it's probably pareidolia, but fuck me, it's interesting, though, wasn't it, to see it? 
could have been anything. It could look like anything. It was a fucking alien face. The ones that we recognise as aliens. Yeah. You know, either someone was having a prank or they've covered it up. Yeah, I thought that, you know, the smooth edge of it, you know, it was too smooth as opposed to, like, you know, Mars's jagged rock everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, there's pyramids shapes on Mars. You can see, mm. you, know, you gotta look at that, and that'll be an episode one day. Uh, pyramids on Mars, a face of Mars. I think can I just ask a question though? You know, Paradonia is seeing faces in things that aren't really there. Yeah. Because we're programmed to see human faces and things. This isn't a human face, an alien face. Well, it's we're not programmed. A human face, though, isn't it? Uh, I suppose. All right, maybe. The only alien faces we think about have got two eyes because like, that's what we associate. That's a point. We have been saturated with that look now, haven't we? Yeah. 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 That's it. I think it looks like an Egyptian kind of face myself. If I was to ask yeah. you to draw an alien, you just do the classic sort of, you know, light bulby shape with the two eyes. You wouldn't, like, you know, draw a, a full size, like, alien or a predator, would you? No, you do the, the classic grey, classic grey alien, exactly. Yeah. Paul? You draw it, basically. Yeah. Do you know what Neil deGrasse Tyson's favourite alien is? That is, you know, it was the most perfect sort of. He thinks a representation Ow. of an alien. Nope. Oh. It's from an obscure 1950s, well, not obscure, but 1950s B-movie, quite a famous 1950s B-movie, actually. The Daily Earth still? No. The Blob. Oh, the Blob. Oh. Beware of the Blob. Because he's like, you know, we always think of aliens as having sort of like a face and arms and legs and stands up like us. He's like, you know, it's it's more likely to be something like the blob. I heard that people said nowadays that aliens would probably be more humanoid because we've got everything before. I mean, you know, it's, it's nature provides you got one of each. You lose one, carry on. Yeah, but think about another planet in isolation, yeah, that produces something very similar to humans, but it has to go through almost exact identical evolutionary phase. And that's, that's, you know, that's, that's the same qualities that you find on Earth. It's very unrealistic, isn't it? Well, maybe so, but... The uh, only reason why we're even here is because the dinosaurs got wiped out. Well, you go and tell that to a bunch of fundamental fundamentalist Christians, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we coexisted with them, didn't we? You and tell them, you go tell them. Well, yeah, okay, to a point that the dinosaurs might have died anyway. The only reason you, you had such big creatures at the time was because of um, higher oxygen levels that could support their movement, couldn't it? Oxygen yeah. levels dropped down. Warm climate as well, yeah. So, either way, who knows? I haven't got a fucking clue I'm lost. <laughs> I'm high. <laughs> Anyone else having that problem? Yeah. Yeah. I think we should call it a day. I'm going to go and roll a big fat joint. <laughs> I get even more high. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Like I say, we apologise for the Skype call. You know, we're in lockdown. There's not much you can do about that. So thanks for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the favourite. Don't join a call. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. 
And I think uh, keep an open mind, but not so open that it dribbles right out your ears. And stay safe, everybody. Bye. Yeah, stay safe. Obey your quarantine laws and we can all go about our business sooner. <laughs> Obey. Obey. Sorry, I went full Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you went full school-faced alien. Oh, yeah, true. Don't tell everyone. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, everyone. Good night. Good night.